This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling. <laughs> dad is dead. There is a dog. You bought strawberries. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Did you buy homemade bread? What are you, QAnon? What makes him happy? Uh, Not being in this movie? Not being in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> a lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we watch movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kirk Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and hello, Jason Bowers. I have a headache. You know why? <laughs> why? Why? Because I just watched the movie that we are talking about. It gave you a headache. You watched a movie, Fatal Fandom, a movie where everybody deserved to die in this movie. Wow, everybody deserved to die, and by the end, I wanted wow. the, the star, the protagonist, to die. Ooh, wow! Jeez, that's well. So it was really hard to figure out who the killer was in this movie. Uh, right. I tell you. <laughs> like, oh, gee, Scooby-Doo had nothing on you, Fatal Fandom. Wow. I, I, did, I, I well, didn't like it, but I did not hate it as much as you seem to have. No. Now, I, I think things kicked in during the final credits, so that's where things got good. <laughs> now, I liked, I liked her, her boyfriend. Which one? That's right. Me? She was like a mad magnet, apparently. <laughs> Two guys, Christian. Lee and Christian. Okay. Oh, Christian. Was it Christian and that you liked? Christian. Yes. And yeah. then the one that showed up, I'm like, and what the hell were you thinking dating that one? Yeah, was he was like, kind of dorky. You know that that Sesame Street. One of these things are not like the other. Well, I think it, that was uh, a casting decision to make it very clear why she was no longer with this guy. But you know, and we'll get into this. You can cast a person that's supposed to be an asshole, but they could be like a sexy asshole. We live in L.A. We see them all the time. Yeah, but I well, would if the guy were sexier than Christian, then I would be rooting for him. Trip, trip. Well, you're talking about you're talking about Lee, right? Yeah, yeah you didn't find like, Lee appealing. The one that looked like Ichabod Crane. Jeez. Oh, wow. Well, maybe he makes her laugh. You know, remember, remember they asked Jessica Rabbit, you know, what, what, what way with Roger Rabbit? She said he makes me laugh. Well, that's the thing. This guy didn't even have like a winning personality. <laughs> he wasn't on. He was in the movie for about three seconds. How could you tell if he had a winning personality or not? Yeah, you, you guys are rough like on this guy. I didn't have that much Don of a problem. Don Johnson in, um, what, in um, what was that TV show from the 80s? Oh, uh, uh, Miami, Miami Vice? Vice? Yeah, he dressed like Don Johnson in Miami Vice. Don Johnson was considered a sex symbol at the time. No. Well, the outfit yeah. worked on Don Make Johnson. up your mind. Oh, Don Johnson's still sexy now. Yeah. Let's not get it twisted. <laughs> you, you have a thing for Nash Bridges? Hey, he, you know, he can get it. Wow. Got it for a million years. He's on twice. He, he's on the Keenan show now. Yeah. Oh, he is? Yeah. Is he still looking good? I I'd guess. So, and before yeah. that, he was on Watchmen. 
Well, you know, he's he's you a can't stop. What does Wendy Williams call an older? He's he's a cat daddy, as Wendy Williams would say. A cat daddy? That's a cat meaning that's, old, that's like is something an older person like, and daddy meaning like, the daddy. Yeah. Sex. Like, yeah, like a sexy cat old daddy. man. Okay. Wendy Williams calls mm, him a cat daddy. Yeah. I've heard it, uh, silver daddy. And that too. I've heard silver fox. That mm-hmm. that you know that, he's he's, that thing. he's he's held cat up. Daddy. And now that, like, you know, Bruce Willis is out of rotation, then, you know, how many do we have left? Of silver well, daddies? I mean, there's always going to be new know. silver daddies joining the club. True. True. Yeah, people people age into that. Or silver True. foxes. That's how, that's how it works. Was Red Fox a silver fox? Who? Red? Ew, no. Red <laughs> Fox. No. I like it. <laughs> You big dummy. Well, maybe maybe, maybe Elizabeth thought he was. Elizabeth, I'm coming. <laughs> this is the big one. Yeah. Well, I'm still I'm still reeling from the news, thanks to Kurt Fitzpatrick, that I'm like ten years older than Grady was when he did the Grady show when he was on well, I don't, I don't think I gave a news report like that. You oh, you're ten years older than, than you're ten years. You're you're what? He was forty six. You said Grady was forty six. Okay, and, and you're ten years older. Yeah, because I remember thinking, God, he looks old. I guess I. And he acted it. old. He did not act like a man in his forties. I'm about to yeah, hit Wilford Brimley yeah. age. Well, I gotta tell you guys, uh, I'm my birthday's tomorrow, so my f- oh my forties. I'm only in my 40s for the next couple hours. Happy birthday, Kurt. I oh, didn't know birthday. that. Wait, no, I did know this, but I forgot. Wait, so you're hitting Wilford Will. Brimley this year, too. Is that how old Wilford Will, Brimley That's was? We've talked was about the, it, yeah. When cocoon. he was casting Cocoon. Yeah, yeah we're well, the same age. I'm not going to say the, the age out loud, though. I can't make it real for myself no. or you. No, but we know. We know. Just look it up. I just said it on the end of my 40s, so <laughs> take a wild guess. Yeah. I, st- I still can't oh. say it. Oh, please. Kind of I'm weird. older than the Golden Girls. I'm fine. Am I older than a... No, I want to know. That's okay. Uh, but, you know... That's okay. None of us look I'm our here. ages, though. True. None of us. None of us do. No, I got myself a nice haircut. I look good. You know what I got this week? I got a manicure. I never got a manicure before oh. in my life. Got myself oh. a manicure. Manicures are very relaxing. I think. Yeah. Wait, I just realized, Kurt, it's his birthday. We didn't get him a cake last. That that is a slight which so from sorry. which we can never recover. Well, that's true. well, it's never too late. True. I I'll eat cake for you. I'll okay. eat I'll eat cake at the Abbey. I'm not oh, turning anything ooh, down. See? See, Kurt now well, yeah. Jason's a true friend. He'll eat he'll eat cake at the Abbey for you. That's a true friend. I, I know he is a friend, um, but I want to go to the Abbey and have have a cake as well. Yeah. So when I finally get there, just remember you're going to buy me cake at one point. You and should, I, will, I will cash in. You should fly out this week because Les and I are going to go to a, a screening of uh, one of Meredith Thomas Meredith Thomas's movies. Mm-hmm. You should come to yes, the, the wrong blind date. When is We're that? going next week. The week from today, as we record. When is that? And it's on it, Friday. Yep. And the last time, okay. the last time I went, they had cake. 
Now, if I show up, well, do I have to get an invite or what I have to do? Do I have to RSVP? You have an invite. Yeah, you're invited. I do? You have an yeah. invite. Where's that? On Facebook. On Facebook. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, good. This is good news. And... A, oh, I don't know if you I, should, I, if, if you're about to say what I think you're about to say, I don't think you should mention it on the podcast till we know it's real. Oh, what? Oh, I wasn't going to mention anything. Okay. Never mind. I was just going to say, I was with Meredith. I, I, I hung out with Meredith for a little bit yesterday and she said, she told me to tell you both hello. Hello to her. Oh, well, hi Meredith. I want to say hello yeah, no, in I person would... though next week. I want to finally meet her. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, my gosh, that's crazy. That's right. You, you two have – well, I keep on forgetting that you two have never Correct. met in person. That's why I no, also want Kirk to come exciting. out. Oh, that's Is crazy. it pricey to fly these days? I haven't looked at the airline uh, tickets. I, actually, it's, it's pricey it's to not, drive. It's not as pricey as you think. Okay. It's, it's not as pricey as you think. I got a ticket to the U.K. because I'm going to the U.K. in a couple of weeks – and it was not mm-hmm. that bad. Okay. Because, by the way, if we have any Irish listeners, I'm going to be performing in Dublin uh, May 1st through the 8th. But anyway, speaking of manicures, though, do you have any black China names? Doing a piece of China. 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 I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. This is from dailymail.co.uk. They love Black China. Uh, Black China was all smiles. By the way, this is from April 14th, yesterday here, 2022. Uh, Black China was all smiles as she filmed scenes for her new reality show in Woodland Hills the day before the trial (laughs) against the Kardashians. (laughs) Woodland Hills made you laugh? I don't know what that is. Because they made Woodland Hills sound like it's so glamorous. Yeah, it's it's near Topanga, which is where all the rich people live, Topanga and Calabasas, but it's uh, it's not really as nice as those areas. But not a dump either. All right. Well, anyway, that's where she's doing her new reality show. And this is the day before her trial against the Kardashians is set to begin. On Thursday, the 33-year-old model beamed as she pushed a grocery cart in a parking lot alongside her mother, Shalena Hunter, as a cameraman filmed the two from behind. Kim Kardashian, Khloe Kardashian, and their younger sister, Kylie Jenner, and their mother, Kris Jenner, will all testify at China's upcoming trial against their family. Um... Wait, hold on. Okay, so the the, uh, the television personality donned a bright yellow and black sports tank that featured cuts on the back and a cleavage-bearing sheer mesh panel on the front. The, um, the Washington, D.C. native paired the sports tank with matching leggings and sported white sneakers. The beauty's crop, cropped platinum-dyed locks were slicked to the side in waves, and she rocked extremely long stiletto acrylic nails, oh, much like me. We both take care of our nails, yeah, yeah. that were polished with gold glitter. She accessor- is, Am I becoming more like Black China, or is she becoming more like me? Hmm, discuss. It's like how an owner right, and a dog starts to look like. I think we're meeting in the middle, yeah. yeah. Um, she accessorized with several diamond earrings and carried her iPhone as she walked through the parking lot. Shalena, who was also known as Tokyo Tony, there was clad go. in white hoodie with black sweatpants and black sneakers. <laughs> Apparently, Tokyo Tony is 50 years old because uh, it says the 50-year-old vlogger wore her long drades down under a black baseball cap as she pushed her shopping cart while strolling next to her 
daughter. China flashed a bright smile and gave a cheery wave at one point during the filming. Now, this article goes on and on. What I thought was interesting. What I thought was interesting here is it talks about it says that Ryan Seacrest uh, co-created Keeping Up with Kardashians and co-executive produced Robin China. He's been called to testify, but he might do a, a video deposition. So I didn't know that. So I never watched that any of those shows, and I didn't. So I didn't see the credits like I usually examine. Yeah, well, if you but like anyway, when yeah. the show first first started, Ryan wasn't really producing a lot of TV, but uh, knew of this family from mm-hmm. you know after the the sex tape and all that, and sort of recognized it as like, oh, this might be an interesting family to follow, and so he was a producer all along. And I think that's and part of the reason why they wanted. No, I think I part not. of the reason they wanted to leave the E deal, at least mm-hmm. I would imagine, is uh, that way they don't have to pay him producer credit anymore. Okay, oh, I want to know Ryan Seacrest is. I, okay, go ahead. I'm going to look up his network. Okay, guess how much? Because we've never discussed this. Guess how much Black huh? China is suing them for? Isn't it like two hundred million dollars or something? Three hundred. Okay. Three hundred million. Crap. So even if she stepped out of court, she could do pretty damn good. Was that a a woe for Ryan Seacrest's net worth? Allegedly, sure was. Sure is. What do you think it is? Well, he's got like a thousand jobs. Yeah, he makes a significant amount of money from radio, which nobody does that anymore. Uh, and he's got Live with Kelly. He's got American Idol. And he produces. And he owns real estate. So I bet you he's north he's of a hundred million. Either I don't. I don't he's think not he's married. married. I think at yeah. least a hundred million. At least a hundred million. Le- yeah. You guys are gonna say a hundred million? At least. Yeah. You want to guess again? Probably five hundred million. <laughs> All right. Well, you're you're closer. He's worth four hundred and fifty million. No, that I I totally believe. I that. don't believe that. And this yeah, you know, this uh, networth.com, uh, it's yeah. never right. <laughs> well, but does he's got he cash? No, you're telling me he's the producer of that Kardashian show. He, he just off that he made a ton of money. But I don't think he's he- making that. Yeah. Doesn't he also have, like, syndicated radio shows, too, though? Like, does he also have syndication stuff? Yeah, well, that's part of his radio deal. But that's, like, a, a – he makes, like, maybe $25 million a year from that. Maybe. Uh-huh. And that's not, like, this really says- – you know, that's probably not all real okay. money. That's probably all, you know. This says his current salary is $75 million. This Over is from purewow.com. Well, it's from a different – Yeah, that, again, that's, like, a five-year contract. Around. Yeah. All right. Well, he's got some cash. Oh, no, then this other one says $37 million, so I don't know. Well, he's got a lot of cash. He's never well, been divorced, so that's right. always a that's always a reason why people would have a higher net worth. Yeah. Okay. Well, good for Ryan Seacrest. Um, yeah, and, you know, because he has that's a stake a in um, American Idol now, right? No, he doesn't own any of that. Or does he executive produce or something for them? He probably has a producer credit of some sort, and they they pay him a decent salary to be the on-camera host, but he's not making the chunk of his money from that show. Right. I'm like, please, I stopped watching American Idol when Paul Abdul left. I didn't even... Like, who are the judges on there? I remember Lionel Richie was one. Katy Perry, Perry. Lionel Richie, and some... Brian. Some country... What's his name? Who? Brian. 
And so my husband watches it. I don't watch it because there's no mean judge on it. And, like, why watch a show with no mean judge? That's why I watch. I haven't seen that in years. I watch it, I watch it to see, you know, Simon Cowell say, oh, that was dreadful. That was horrible. I remember they had the guy. I think last time I was watching it, this is a long time ago. So they had that guy who said, who goes, uh, she bangs, she bangs, the guy. Oh God, William Hung. Oh, William Hung, yeah. <laughs> she bangs, she bangs, and so and he had, he came out with his own album. It was like mm-hmm. so some awful album. When uh, when songs. I when I used to work for what was then Clear Channel, <laughs> it was like when he was sort of quasi famous from that song, and they had him perform at our staff holiday party. Oh geez, man. So out of anybody you could have picked for your staff holiday party being Clear Channel, they picked William Hung. And I think that may have been when I met Ryan Seacrest. Oh, you met him? Yeah, I've met him a few times. Because when he, when I was working at Kiss FM in Los Angeles, and Ryan was not there yet. He was across the street at um, at uh, Star 98.7. And then... The, the two companies that own them respectively merged. And so then Ryan was at our holiday party. Party. You know who oh, I cool. met? You know who I met? And every time I see him, I can't help myself. I'm nice, but my mental, in my mind, my inner monologue is going, you are so fucking dumb. You are an idiot. Oh, boy. I've met Ryan, sure Dominic. I've met okay, Ryan Dominic a few times. Yeah. And in my inner monologue, like I'm smiling on my face, but in my inner monologue, I'm like, "How dumb are you?" Because <laughs> you know, because you know the story, Kurt. Yeah. Well, he left American Idol on his own. He, on his, his own, own accord. Yeah. His own accord. Why would you do that? Well, I have a theory about that. Okay. Like it's always been the story that he decided, hey, this isn't for me. I la- I'm leaving. But I bet you the producers are like this chem. They have no chemistry together. He and Ryan. It's weird. Ryan's much more adept at doing the hosty stuff that we need. So let's uh, save some money and get rid of the other guy and let him say that he quit. See, I think he would have done himself if that's the case. And and I, you know, I, that's believable. That's totally believable. Then he's dumb because he just said I was fired and call it a day. Yeah, exactly. Well, Unless they said we'll the give you we'll give you a nice check, but you got to say you quit. Yeah. So that for the rest of your life, you're known as the man who quit American Idol. <laughs> Yeah. The man who quit a show in the top five in the United States that, you know. It was a phenomenon okay. that summer. But who was that guy who left MASH and he did his own show called Hello Larry? The McLean oh, Stevenson. Uh, yeah, McLean Stevenson. Yeah. Yeah. McLean Stevenson. Yeah. You never know how things are going to go. People, people, people take big swings. I don't know if that's Brian. It doesn't sound like it's probably well, not Brian Templeman's okay. case, but I don't know. Sometimes. Yeah, Shelly Shelley Long leaving Cheers, David Caruso leaving NYPD Blue. But the thing and what if those movies were hits? What if The Kiss of Death and whatever that other movie was? What if they were hits? Who knows? The thing is, though, with McLean Stevenson, though, he had been around for a while, though. 
So that kind of, and even David Caruso, that kind of makes more sense if you've been around for, like, it doesn't make sense still. It, yeah. but it makes more sense for David Caruso to leave a TV show for a film career. It doesn't make sense for McLean Stevenson to leave what was probably the number one show on TV at that time to go do another TV show. Well, or for Shelley kind of, Long to leave, that was probably not the best move. No. Well, you know what, though? What's, what's so funny? I was listening to um, Sirius XM the other day, and someone was introdu- was interviewing Rhea Perlman, because I guess she has a movie yeah. coming out. She was, Shelley Long she, didn't she just, sound like she was too popular on that. I've heard that before. I've oh, yeah. She cheated like Shelley Long. Yeah. Well, that's why they wrote <laughs> Frasier into the show. This is like lore about Cheers. Yeah, so they had um, uh, um, Kelsey Grammer on playing Frasier in a single episode, and they were having such problems with Shelley Long. And this has been told numerous times. I heard heard it several times. Uh, They uh, they were having such problems with Shelley Long, and she didn't really like either the Frasier character, she didn't like Kelsey Grammer, and made that known, so to send an FU to her, they wrote him into the show more. Oh, I How lucky that. is that? And then he ended, up, he? he ended up playing that character on two different series, uh, you know, probably a total of almost 20 years as that character. And then went on to produce it as a very wealthy man today. Yeah. And he survived a lot of shit that people wouldn't get away with today for some reason. Oh yeah, yeah. he was like oh, a drug yeah. addict. He was he was like had some kind of dalliance with some underage girl at one point. Oh, really? Allegedly. Yeah, there were all kinds of, like, stories. They were, but it wasn't it wasn't today. For some reason, he got away with it years ago. But people then, forgot about. Here's it. the deal, though. He is smart because one of his first producing credits that did really well. He produced this African-American show called Girlfriends, Mm -hmm. which in the African-American community was like huge and ran for years. And that's, you know, he's a very smart guy. And Medium, he produced, created Medium. Mm -hmm. So, wow, that's that's a good break, though. Just because someone hates you. (laughs) Okay. Well, just so I don't get sued. So the story was uh, in 1995, Grammer was accused of sleeping with his child's underage babysitter. A grand jury chose not to indict the actor. So that's what's going on there. Yeah. It was a it was a controversial. So situation. he was accused. I, I just want to be clear that we were saying he was accused right. of I'm it, saying, not that he actually. It, but did I remember it. it was a controversial thing, and they were you know so uh, the the young woman's delay of more than a year pressing charges against Mr. Grammer made it difficult to support her claim, according to the county prosecutor. So and then Grammer said, "I have said from the outset that there was no basis for the allegations." And and and. And his biggest claim to fame is because he divorced her, he created one of the most, of the most evil Royal Housewives of all time. Yeah. Camille Grammer. Because she was bitter about her divorce. Yeah, I don't think Kelsey Grammer's uh, net worth is going to be huge considering he's divorced. Oh, he divorced twice. Another marriage was annulled. And he's on his fourth wife. Wow. So what's his net worth? Uh, look it up. Okay. <laughs> But I, when you got all that going on, by the way, a wildly so, underrated sitcom that Kelsey did for a season. Have Have you guys ever watched the show Back to You? 
Yeah, he, he did one with he did one with Martin Lawrence. Oh no, you're talking about a different show. Yeah, this is a, it, it, it was yeah. a, his follow up to Frasier, and it was Deborah. I mean, um, not Deborah. Um, Patricia Heaton's follow up to Everybody Loves Raymond, and they played oh. news anchors on this like local newscast in Pittsburgh, I think it was, and they were former lovers. Like they brought him back to the station, and then you find out that they have a kid together. But it starred like them, but it also starred Ty Burrell, a season before he got Modern Family. It starred Josh Gad. Um, really? Yeah, and there was someone oh, wow. else really notable in the cast, too. Oh, God. All right, how much do you think Kelsey Grammer's worth? Uh, $500 million. Oh, uh, wait a minute, Les. This man was divorced twice. I'd okay, say $48 million. Forty-eight. Well, you're close. It's well, one says sixty, one says eighty. Okay. Which ain't too shabby. One says million. seventy. So somewhere between sixty and eighty. Yeah, not too shabby, but if he didn't go through his divorces, he'd probably be worth about that's probably why he's working so much too. He's gotta keep up the alimony going. So sure. gotta watch out for divorces. I think. You shouldn't be worth eighty million dollars if you had a, your own show that ran for like eleven years and then you're also on one of the most successful shows ever, and then you're you've been on like Six other shows and, and movies and everything shows. else. <laughs> you, should be worth a little, you should be worth as much as Ryan Seacrest. Well, Ryan anyway. Seacrest had the right idea. Don't, right, get a scene, don't get married. <laughs> speaking of older television shows, there is a scene in this movie that reminded me of a scene in The Munsters. But I guess we should wait till I, we get there. Ooh, I, can't I guess we should talk start about talking about the movie. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. fandom from Lifetime Movie Network. And now that and now that, that Kurt brought up a Munsters <laughs> reference, I've really got to know. So let's get into this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we start off with a music video. And this first song, I'm not going to lie, I actually kind of liked it. Uh, out of the gate, my very first note that I wrote was open on Twink's green neon and dance music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's with those guys? That's, you know, I, wrote uh, dancing, I wrote dancing gay boys. Yeah. And, and before, <laughs> and, 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 and listeners, if you saw, those were definitely gay oh, boys. Oh, they, they were not, not trying. They, they were trying to make it really obvious. Like, I, I wrote, this is uber gay. There's shirtless gays in choreo, meaning choreography. Yeah, one, of them, one of them was like winked at the camera. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, because one of them, and then one of them, they were like, "What did you think of the video?" And he's like, "It was on fuego." <laughs> and then yeah, your eyes definitely go to, go to, the, to those guys because they're playing to the camera so much; it's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, that was like Twink City. <laughs> yeah. That was like those guys look like the pit crew from RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, What's and, their net worth? Who the pit crew from RuPaul's Drag Race? No, the two guys. <laughs> Less than uh, the pit crew of RuPaul's Drag Race, that's for sure. It's probably about the same. So, so then, this guy that looked like Richard Branson is yelling like "cut!" But then Ozzie. you find out he's not even the director. Like Ozzy, like I guess he owned the 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 studio or something. I guess the label. I never settled on that. Was he yeah. like, he's like, he, well, he's a record producer. Cause he, that was established. And, and then I wrote, this guy's going to die. <laughs> I, 
because he was such a dick. There was all of her team. <laughs> nobody on her team was likable. I liked uh, Addison. Did you recognize Addison, by the way, the blonde one? Okay, Addison. Addison looked. I was trying. To, I was. I. I it's, recognized her, but I couldn't figure out where she was she, from. But it, I'm like, where do I know her? I was, where she, do I know her from? She played Britney on Glee. She, what played she, she played Britney on Glee. That's Heather Morris. That, okay, so oh, I Because okay. I kept on thinking, I kept on thinking it was Britney from Glee, and I'm like, Britney from Glee wouldn't do this. Yeah. Oh my god, it was her. Oh, yeah. So it, in a way, like kind of uh, actually a fun casting of her being this person that's on this team for this musician working on this music video. Because if if you don't know anything about Heather Morris before she was on Glee, uh, she was solely a dancer. And uh, had danced with Beyonce, and they hired her to come on Glee to show the cast how to do this single ladies dance because she had performed it like on you know with Beyonce. So she came in to do that, and Ryan Murphy gave her a line, and her delivery of it made him laugh so much, like he thought it was so funny that he was like obsessed with her and kept writing her into the show. And she became a series regular eventually. So okay, so can, okay, good. So I, because my mind kept on going, Brittany from Glee, and I was like, no, that's not her. It was her. Okay, good. Yes. I don't know these show business stories. It's it's crazy. I'll be ending up ending up on these. I know come, shows. I need to. Who I need do some I need to piss off? Like I know. Who I need some wacky story to happen to me. I, I'm sure Shelly Long wouldn't like me, so I could probably get on some show of hers. Nah, she she probably. <laughs> I, went, I once went to a Troop Beverly Hills party. Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> because I have a friend. I, well, I, I've, I haven't heard from her in a while, but I have a friend who is a baker. She had a bakery in Brooklyn. And so I used to hang out with her sometimes. And she said, come on. Um, she says, tonight I'm working this event. I've got, I've got to have cupcakes and stuff. So I, I went with her like, to help her out with stuff. And it was a, it was a Troop Beverly Hills event <gasps> where they had Did a they screening. Did they think cookie of- time? Well, I think that's what she was providing. She was she was making cookies, and there was it was Troop Beverly Hills, and it was kind of like out of the way in Brooklyn. It was freezing cold out, but people like packed this place. They all they were all these huge Troop Beverly Hills fans. I would have gone. It's got a cult yeah. following, that's for I sure. It's got a I bit of a, a, a gay boy following. It's cookie time. And I went through. I walked in. I walked in. I walked around everybody. I looked for the one old dude. I was like, "That's the director." So I walked up and I. Uh, Introduce myself. Were were there guys in costumes and like wearing capes? And no, but red holders. No, but the but the director I was happy to meet him because he also directed Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, nice! And he directed. There's a movie called Gotcha with Anthony. I see, I've seen that. Was, he did that movie. I've I seen told it. him that I, I liked that years ago. So Kurt, I've seen yeah. through Beverly Hills so many times. I could <laughs> quote the entire movie. Well, who knew there was a subculture for that that movie? Bill there is. Yeah. yeah, that was her name, Phyllis Phyllis Neffler. I've anyway. never seen it. Here we go. Here we go. We're okay. really off off the rails. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> so so then um, so then the the singer's name was Eden, and um, so um, so after after Eden's done with the video, all of her sycophants are backstage behind her. So many. And games. then the makeup woman. Um, asks for a selfie and then the makeup woman after she, you know, when you get your selfie done with someone, it's best just to get your selfie done and just keep your mouth shut. Cause she got her selfie done 
and then started talking about how she was a fan of Eden's and then mentions her ex-boyfriend, Lee. And then everybody got awkward. And then the way that they got out of the awkwardness is one of the backup dancers said, girl, you beat my face back to when I was in my 20s. And that, like, lightened the mood. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so then Eden can find her phone. And she's like, oh, my God, where's my phone? And then a sexy security guard brings in her phone. And Ozzy's a total dick because the security guard's like, here's your phone, and I watched your performance even though I wasn't allowed to, which I'm like, how could you not allow a security guard to watch filming of a video when he's security? But Eden said, you know, that's okay, and the next time I'll let you in or something like that. And he actually kind of hits on her when she's leaving. Uh, so then... Um, kind of has like a breathy voice, like, yeah... I wasn't supposed to watch you. He's a breathy voice like that. Yeah. I'm going to talk like that. He was hot. It's going to work for me. Oh, no, he was yeah. really hot. He was really hot. I wasn't supposed to be watching he looked, you. He looked familiar. I feel like we've seen him in something recently. Yeah, we've seen him in something. I couldn't place him either, but we've seen him in something. Maybe even a Hallmark, but, but we've seen him. I'm going to look him up as, as you do more of this uh, recapping. So, I, I wonder where I saw Eden before. I know she was on... Nashville, but I didn't watch that show. But she looks so familiar to me. So, so then they're leaving the shoot and they're walking in a back alley and all of a sudden the guy drives up and, and he's like, get in the car. And so he's holding a gun on all of them. And so Eden decides that she's going to take one for the team and she's like, okay, I'll get in the car with you if you let everybody else go. And I was yelling... Don't you watch Oprah? Because Oprah, on Oprah's show, Oprah was always like, you never let them take you to the second location. Yeah. So she was breaking it in Oprah rule. So I was not happy about that. I didn't so, know that. So then, um, all of a sudden, the security guard shows up and, like, saves them. And so... Um, then, you know, of course, they were these, these are lifetime cops that we were dealing with. So they were like, oh, yeah, just go home, Eden, and we'll have a, a patrol car in front of your house. But, yeah, you almost died. But, yeah, just go on home. Did you notice in this scene and pretty much any scene they wanted to add background noise that the crickets were super loud? It was like there was an infestation of crickets in this city, and wherever you went, there were going to be a thousand of them. I didn't notice that the crickets were loud, but I did notice in the scene where they were eating tacos, the tacos were awfully loud. I noticed that too, and I was going to request a sound bite of that crunch. It was like every, every time you bit it, <laughs> it was like, oh my God. So, no, I didn't. Like, yeah, that was, that was really something. She eats some crunchy foods. So, so then before she leaves, she thanks the security guard named Jackson. And Jackson hands her his card and says, I have four years of extensive training. So, so then 
the attack makes the news. And so the next morning, Brittany gives her green juice and um, Addison gives her green juice and Eden is very upset and blaming herself. And then Eden is given the advice, be true to yourself and your art, Eden. And so then Addison, her assistant, talks her into skipping going to the studio and they decided to go swimming instead. So, mm-hmm. so then um, her ex-boyfriend, one of them, Christian, sneaks into the house. And Kristen is told by Addison, the assistant, if I had a knife, you would have been shanked. So I wrote, Christian is actually kind of hot. Yeah. And then it, Christian, it felt like then, they were living in the jungle. There was a lot of greenery around that house. A lot. You, you're right. Like a lot. It was a overgrown. Lot. Yeah. And, and so then we find out that Christian is in the doghouse. You know, did we ever see the house? Like, it, uh, it, we never really saw the house right from the outside. It was kind of we we just saw it kind of like in bits and pieces. Yeah, because normally right? they'll have like an establishing shot, and I don't know that we got that in this movie. No, we, we did never not. really got a scope of what what the house was actually like. Yeah, we got a lot of trees, a lot of you know. Um, so so then Christian asks her to have dinner with him on Friday night. Uh, so so then, um. Out in the yard, so then um, Eden goes out in the yard and she sees that there were bags and a bottle and like empty food wrappers in her garden. Which was weird. Did the so someone was kind of squatting in her in her woods, and well, they ordered Grubhub or what? Like how does that work? It literally just looked like a styrofoam container and some plastic bags. So it wasn't like anything to alarm you. It was um, it was so specifically weird too because it's like okay you're you're thinking somebody's squatting here but they like brought a full on takeout meal like if I was if I was like hanging out on someone's property and I shouldn't be there I'd probably have like a banana or something really easy to get rid of whatever I brought with me or like a cup of noodles or something so I to not tip meal. anyone off but when you order on Grubhub you you put in the special instructions maybe they maybe they put just throw the bag over yeah. the huge wall. <laughs> Do not, do not ring bell. Do not call. So then, but the thing is, so then, you know, um, uh, Eden's kind of freaking out, which, you know, she did almost die the night before. So I can kind of get why she's a little traumatized, though. Yes, for but, sure. I would think so, yeah. But then the manager is like, don't be such a drama queen. And it's like, um, someone just tried to kill her less than 24 hours And you ago. were there, too, at the time. Like, it's not even like the manager wasn't aware of what happened. The manager was there. Colette, the manager, who was also a nasty piece of work. Um, so, so, so then um, Eden's like, well, you know what? I'm going to call the security guard. So... She has Jackson in. Jackson passes the security, the background check, but then Colette calls Jackson to the side, and she's like, okay, you passed the, the background check, but what aren't you telling me? Which I kind of gave her credit because I'm like, okay, this woman knows that she's on a Lifetime movie, 
So she knows something's up. But then he says, oh, yeah, I was busted for buying booze at 19, and I just got into teenage trouble, and so that Parking was that. tickets. And then, like, she's acting like he was, like, you know, interviewing for the CIA or something. Because she's like, why did you get into private security? I felt like she was the only one acting appropriately in that scenario. Like, somebody should be vetting a a person to work on a security team. Especially after there's been, like, a real death threat, a real kidnapping threat. So we find out that he moved to L.A. to be a stuntman. But he was taking care of his little sister. And he discovered security. And he, he had a passion for it. And then she says, you, you realize who Eden Chase is, right? And he then says, I know who she is, and all she wants to be is a normal person. And so Eden was eavesdropping, and so she liked that. And then Colette says, Eden Chase is not normal. And then he says, normal. but then Jackson says, I would kill for this chase. And then it was like, okay, you got the job. <laughs> that was it. Gives a good interview. So then we see Eden. She's at the kitchen table. She's eating a grapefruit. Very like 1950s housewife eating grapefruit. And then we find out that Jackson likes grapefruit in the morning too, but he likes salt on his grapefruit. Which I'm not a grapefruit fan. Is salt like a thing on a grapefruit? I don't know. Yeah. Well, grapefruit is is very sour. It makes me squish up my face. Can't handle it. The salt cuts the sour. Similar to like if you're doing a shot of tequila and you do the salt before the lime. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I might try that. This movie may have changed my life. There you go. (laughs) I'm going to write it down. Imagine that. I learned how to do this in Fatal Fandom. What? So so we find out that Eden Eden is kind of dumb. Because she's up for, like, a movie soundtrack, but she didn't want to do it. Well, I like her. And Ozzy's like, well, you're going to do it. you got to do the remix. Well, to be fair, they didn't want a noose. The song was for a soundtrack for her ex-Lee's movie. And they only wanted a remix of one of her songs, meaning, like, they wanted to capitalize on the fact that she had a hit song and her ex now wants to use it in his movie so he can make money off it, too. Ah, okay. It was gross. So I like when they're having, they're having this meeting. So they're having the meeting. It's, it's not even in an office. It's like, a, it's like in a stairwell. It'd be like having an office in the you know, middle of a railroad apartment and somebody walks through, you know, and they're having this meeting. Yeah. And so this, this guy... Jackson just walks up the steps, and there he is in the meeting. He's in the meeting. There's no door to walk through. And, and the and guy gets Ozzie's all mad. not happy. Ozzy's pissed. And at the end of the meeting, uh, Jackson smiles at him, and uh, Ozzy looks like like he just he gets this. He looks like like someone deflated one of those Macy's Day Parade things, <laughs> you know, balloons. He just like his whole face just crumbles. <laughs> So good acting, and the guy that's Ozzy, he can really uh, convey emotion. So, so, so then the next scene, they're eating their tacos, the loud tacos. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then Eden's giving him the rules. 
Jones. And she's like, basically, you can do anything you want, but don't touch my laundry. By the way, these people in this movie, man, they drink. I mean, yeah. These people, margaritas. I mean, there's there's even like like throwaway lines like, let's go get some vodka. And, yeah. Yeah. So that was his that was his rule though. Don't touch you can do anything. You don't touch my laundry though. Don't don't even touch it. Oh, he's and, not but, get it. So then we find out that her parents are still alive, but they're living in Mexico. Uh, in a house that she bought them. And she said that she did that to get her parents out of her business. Then they crunched on more tacos. And the crickets were loud here. Tacos yeah. and crickets. By the way, one of her house rules, he can use the gym pool and her computer. Like, where, where are we back in 2005? You, you, you can use my internet. I loved that she said that, though, because I knew immediately. I was like, oh, we're going to see him shirtless and working out. Good job, yeah. Lifetime. Yeah. I'm not talking about that gym. I'm talking about that computer or that Yeah, pool. I'm talking about the gym, Kurt. I don't care about your computer. I was, I was interested in the computer because that's that seemed. It's a TRS-83. So, so, so then Eden asks Jackson, so Jackson, what about your parents? And Jackson's like, my mother is dead. I see dead people. And then we find out that his stepfather was an asshole. And then we find out that he had a sister, but the sister is no longer with us because the sister took her own life, which this was, a, you know, this was sad. And, um, but basically he said that his sister loved Eden's music. And so that's why he's so familiar with her music because his little sister like loved her. And so then we see outside and we see that he's boxing shirtless. Mm -hmm. Good job, Lifetime. Then he, I guess he won't be using that computer. Then Eden walks in. <laughs> they should have shown him just shirtless and furiously typing an email. <laughs> right? He's in an AOL chat room. <laughs> Great. Shirtless doing Wordle or something. Look at him browsing that Google. <laughs> so, yeah, so Eden walks in. He's like shirtless and sweaty, and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And she's like, oh, that's okay. I'm going to dance class in Brentwood. And then I got very angry because they, she was going to her dance class in Brentwood and they showed a sign for Beverly Hills. Ooh. And I'd now like, I know Brentwood because that's where OJ murdered people, allegedly. That's where he lives. And then across the street, and then across the street where OJ was murdering people, that's where Gloria Stewart lived. So she was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. she was kind of, pissed off she's like really well just so you know kirk brentwood and beverly hills are not that close. like they're not neighboring neighborhoods no no they're not okay you would need to go through westwood to get to beverly hills yes so then he's like working out they have like a big old workout scene with him jumping rope boxing sweating he looked great and then he goes into the laundry room and what does he do 
He touches her laundry. He touches her bra. Well, he sniffs her panties, right? Mm. Isn't that what he did? Yeah. Yeah. He pulls his panties. <laughs> there, yeah. but by the grace of God, go I. <laughs> as, and as he sniffed them, he moved that computer mouse. <laughs> yeah. He started his own website. What was that? What, what was what, what was that old GeoCities? That old web, yes, GeoCities. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so so Eden didn't you guys like Eden had to defend having him there a lot to people too. Yeah. And it's like, you guys, she was just almost <laughs> murdered two days ago. When most of you bitching about this were there. Were there. Well, her blonde friend, uh, David Addison, she she just thought that, you know, Eden needs to get laid. That's what she said. Those were her exact words. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to die, but... Which also, which also is insane. Not that she should get laid. That's fine. Go ahead. But she, she was the one suggesting that Eden hire Jackson in the first place. Yeah. 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 So, so these friends were very inconsistent. So, so then Eden goes to the restaurant to meet Christian, one of her exes. And she takes Jackson with her. And so I did like this part. Me too. Because Christian was being like a dick. So she introduces them and he's like, well, hey, Jack. And then Jackson's like, well, hey, Chris. And then Christian's like, well, my name is Christian. And Jackson's like, well, my name is Jackson. And, and so then. Um, this, is, this is the monsters part. Oh. Okay. So what? What? Well, they say she says she says to uh, Jackson, "You can sit at the bar, sit at the bar, order whatever you want, and we'll just put it on the tab." Well, the first thing I thought was hot fudge Sunday, because that's what I would because I would immediately sit down and order hot fudge Sunday if it was on someone's tab. And that reminded me of the Munsters, where I, th- I think I've talked about this before, but there's a these people were trying to keep Herman. Like they didn't want him to leave. And they were like, is there anything we can get for you? I said, get you a drink. He's like, no, no, no. He goes, is there anything you want? He goes, well, actually I'll have a hot fudge Sunday." And so then there's, there's a time lapse. <laughs> and he's had like, there's like 15 empty bowls around. And then he says, well, I have to go now. I have to go, <laughs> I have to go, go home to have dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was watching this movie, I thought I almost, I like, I had to take a break. Because I had to process this monstrous <laughs> thing, and I, I just that's that sequence has brought me so much joy in my life. Did you have to go to YouTube and like watch it? No, I don't have to. It's it's ingrained in my brain. <laughs> Kurt has the the DVD box set, and he's got it queued up to that exact point. It's no, it's 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 my it's taken over my brain. It's my, the DVD box set is in there. There's That's that funny. that is one of the scenes that keeps running. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so we find out the whole reason that they broke up was because Christian did not show up at her Grammy party. Um, oh, 
And then he's pissed about Jackson. He's pissed about Jackson being there, but that I get, because he's like her ex-boyfriend. So of course he's like, who's the dude staying in your house? And then she's like, well, Jackson's staying in the East Wing. He's fine. And then Christian's like, well, and she's like, well, don't be jealous. And he's like, I'm not jealous of a bodyguard. And now what does Christian do? Is, is he a musician? He's a singer. He's, he's a, a he's okay. a musician of some sort because uh, he wrote one of her songs, I think. Yeah, but Lee is the one who's the he's the one that's got the movie. He's got a yeah. yeah he's like a movie star, I think. Yeah. Okay. Either a movie star, producer, or director. Something with movies. So so then so then they go to the bar like they're getting ready to leave, and they go to the bar. Because Jackson was, like, having dinner at the bar. And they go to the bar, and Jackson has, like, made friends at the bar. And um, the friends knew who, she, who Eden was. And they asked if um, Eden would take a selfie with them. And then Christian got all upset, like, you know, are you going to let her get close to him? And then Jackson was like, I've already done it background check so then they go they go back to eden's house and then eden i guess sings a pre-sex number <laughs> oh what a She's pre-sex singing, like, a number. number yeah oh and the like, piano yeah, yeah they're sitting at the yeah. piano like it's a music video and christian's playing it eden singing it was yeah. so fucking cheesy because then like they they finish the number and then they start to have sex, and then she's like, uh, this is a mistake, you gotta go. Well, they well, didn't start, no they, they never got that far, yeah. His shirt is off, yeah. again, thank you, Lifetime. But, uh, yeah, he doesn't get it in. And so then... Not even the tip. No. <laughs> nope, nope, she's like, you gotta go. Just to make it clear. So then she's taking a shower, Jackson's watching her, then... They're at the kitchen table, and Jackson makes her espresso. Jackson's, like, really good around the house. Because then he makes her espresso, and then then they're at the kitchen table, and she, like, hears a noise. And then he's like, oh, it's, pro- it's the pool guy. I saw him on my way in. And then, um, who was it that saw footprints? Did she see footprints, or did he see He did. He saw them. Then, well, didn't Christian come back in the house because he forgot his phone? Yeah. I think so. Where did that happen? Right around now. Well, maybe. I'll have that in my notes. I know at this point, um, um, uh, Jackson asks her if she trusts Christian. She says yes. Right. But then she's like... Why don't you teach me self-defense? So I've seen some self-defense scenes in my day, but this is the first self-defense scene that I've seen where your crotch is doing your defending. Because there's a lot of crotch action going on. I was not mad about it. <laughs> well, who was that guy, John Holmes? Like He could whack somebody with, with, the, with that member and knock them out. So right. that would be like a self, you know, if he was taught self-defense. There is a meme uh, that going around or that, that's 
been around for years where, uh, you know, the, the song from the bodyguard that when Houston did, I will always love you. Um, like yeah. the music video, of that song. And you know how like in the song it like builds, it builds, it builds. And then it just like, it, it crescendos and it's silence for a split second. And then that snare hits and the song comes back in. So it's that little section of the snare hit. But when the snare hits, it's a video of a guy's slog slapping this woman in the face, like right on the hit. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this available? I can send it to you. <laughs> Remind me after the pot, I'll send it to you. I've got it. Well, if, if you want to see it, my eye, if I'm winking my right eye, I'm horrified. If I'm winking my left eye, please send it. Well, uh, I can't tell which one you're winking because oh, I don't yeah, know no, if, no, no, if no, the no, video. No. I can't tell if the video is turned around or not. But I'm sending it either way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we see Eden, she's in the recording studio, and Ozzy's being a dick. And Ozzy tells her that her voice is scratchy, and he doesn't need scratchy, he needs velvet. He, so he tells her, Coo, don't ca. <laughs> now that's a he, director. Yeah. And then he, he gives her an inappropriate touch. He's handsy. And she's like, you better knock that shit off. And then Jackson is like, does he always do that to you? And she's like, well, yeah. So the next scene, Ozzy's getting in his car and it's like, bye-bye, Ozzy. Because then Ozzy gets strangled. Yeah, you're better off taking public transportation than these movies. Right. At night. Well, no, even during the day, you get a car in these movies. It's it's uh, problematic. Yeah, if you go to the parking lot and you see that your car is the only one in there, you should just find another way home. Oh, so then Eden gets the call. Ozzy is dead. And... Um, Everybody comes over. Yeah. Oh, oh, and then they said that he had been strangled by a star bandana. Yeah. <laughs> I love that somebody was killed by bandana. <laughs> yeah, that's not a way to go. Cause of death bandana. <laughs> Jeez. And the, and the Jackson was like, well, you know, sometimes serial killers do that. Like they have a calling card. And then Christian Your is calling the, card is that you look like Vince Neal from the band Poison. Right. <laughs> I was trying to think who wears a bandana. The guy from The Sopranos is in the... Oh, Stevie so, so, Van Zandt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. East Street Band. So the he was Christian, a serial killer. <laughs> Christian was like, I don't like the way that this guy watches you. Which, you know, Christian is not wrong. You know, Christian. Christian is Christian is not wrong. What are you doing, Les? Oh, sorry. You just disappeared. You were like off well, camera and off mic, and it looked like you had your head just under under the screen, like you were doing push ups or something. <laughs> no, I got a text. I I produce a show in Minneapolis, but I'm not there, and so I got a text about the show. Oh. You also received <laughs> wow. a message from me with that uh, the video I was telling you about. I 
I saw it come through. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see it. But you have to watch uh, it with Leslie. the sound on. Well, um, Les is like Ryan Seacrest. He's like producing like while he's doing a show. And Oh, so then Colette, <laughs> the manager, sees Jackson cleaning the driveway. And the reason why he's cleaning the driveway is because there's like a blood stain. And so, yeah, that's suspicious. So then Colette is like, is that blood? Which you should know if you are in a lifetime movie and you see something like blood, you just pretend like you don't see it. You don't call attention to it because that means that you are not long for this world. Yeah. Colette. So then we find out that uh, Eden is going to have um, an album release party. Now, Eden is still recovering from almost getting killed. So she's not really not in the mood for a party, but everybody shames her into having a party. Not, not just shames her into like having an album release party with all these extra people there, but like tells her, oh, by the way, we're doing it at your house. You're hosting yeah. this thing. Everything's at her house. Somebody that was terrible. Dies, they all pile in the car and head over to her place. But, and I thought about- like they totally shame her into having it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then oh, oh, and then she is upset because you know her boss just died, it was just murdered after being They're taking with her. that well. Like, you know, after you know, being murdered after being with her, and so yeah. murdered like well, murdered like the day before, wasn't it? But it was after she left. It was at the studio after she left. Right. So yeah. it's like it's like let's say it was twelve hours ago. Her boss was murdered. Yeah. Boy, they're fine. Let's have a party. Oh, but then they justified it where they're like, well, you could dedicate it to him. <laughs> you could dedicate a song to him. These people deal, these people, people grieve in different ways. This is true. But right? also, you skipped over, there's a dance rehearsal. <laughs> they tell the ladies that they're going to be wear their the costumes are going to be sewn onto them, which I couldn't imagine. I, I don't know if I'll ever have to experience that. And they tell the Asian woman, lay off the fatty Hawaiian food. Because we're gonna be we're gonna be sewing an outfit onto you. Yeah, so they, they kind of shamed her. They totally fat shamed her. Yeah. Well, and then she's the one though that ends up hitting on. Oh, she, this was not her day. Because then she hits on Jackson, <laughs> and he like <laughs> grabs her and yells at her and stuff. Yeah, he wasn't having it. Boy, she got rejected. That was it. Was not her day. So so then. Um, so then we get into more of, you know, Eden wants to be treated like a normal person. They're drinking he, more. They're yeah. drinking the sparkling wine and they're having Ben and Jerry's. And, and then, then they're Jackson's like, more of a whiskey like, guy. Yeah, he's like, and she's like, oh, I got that too. Don't worry. See, and that's just like a stomach ache waiting to happen, I thought. What, ice cream ice and cream? wine and whiskey? Well. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a good the combo. Ice cream and Prosecco seem like a weird combo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't do the whiskey, but the the wine and ice cream sound good to me. So then, so then he tells Jackson tells Eden, "Well, you're extraordinary, just because you're you." And then they start mm. making out. Yeah. And then, well, he's asking her he's about asking. Christian, and says, "You know, because the tabloids said you two broke up, but didn't he say earlier in the movie that he doesn't read the tabloids?" Yes. That should have been a red flag. He was lying. Yes. He knows what to say. And and then so 
So then they're making out, and then and then um, Edith's like, whoa, 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 this isn't cool. Um, and then he's like, well, I'm only here to protect you. And then she's like, you know, he doesn't back off right away, which is not good. Well, t- no, it, she grabs her hand. Not that anyone should be forced into doing something that they don't want, but Eden has set a pattern in this movie of, of uh, you know, inviting guys in romantically and then at the very last second self cock blocking. Right. Yeah. Can't so then. So then I wonder he, if it would have been a, a better approach for him to hook up with the with a friend, the, the Asian woman, and, yeah, and sort of make Eden, and then make Eden jealous. Yeah. But then again, yeah. her friend might be ha- hanging around too much, though. Friend might but not leave. In that in that case, though, the friend wanted to hook up with him, so it would have been he had her consent to hook up, as opposed to him yeah. trying to like you know strong arm Eden into hooking up. So, so, so then the next so morning, anxious. though, he brings Eden breakfast and leaves it out in front of her door. But Eden had already told Colette, and Colette was like, oh, hell no, we are firing him. And then she doesn't want to fire him, Eden. And then they're like, do you have feelings for this guy? So, so then... We see everybody getting ready for the party. Colette, I guess, goes into her office, and there was a rose waiting for Colette. Well, he was listening. He had like some. He bugged her somehow, so he heard that whole conversation. So, so yeah, he put it in her, in her purse. purse. Oh, what did he do? We saw him put it in her purse. The bug. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so Colette, Colette goes back to her office. There's like a creepy rose there. Then Colette gets a phone call, and Colette thinks it's Jimmy. Yeah, I love Jimmy. He's my favorite character in this. Which one's Jimmy? Nothing. You never see him. She He's thinks like, that she, she, she thinks that some guy named Jimmy. Apparently, Jimmy wants to go out with her, but she's not having it. Oh. And Jimmy is, and she's like, Jimmy, I'm not going out with you. Right. But then someone's standing behind her, and they go, boo. <laughs> They go, boo. Scare me. And then Colette starts running, and then Colette's dead. Yeah, he she chokes her with a chain. You know. Yeah. Jackson wasn't invited to the party, right? But he crashed it. No, he was supposed to be at the party. He had to go to Encino to get a blazer. Oh, that's right. That's right. Is that as you know? Is there a, a blazer, blazer warehouse in Encino? Like I think, because I think he lives in in Encino, and he said that he didn't have any like nice clothes for the party. Says so like I've got to go to Encino to get a blazer. Okay, yeah, go to the Deep Valley to get a blazer. Um. So then everybody's wondering <laughs> about Colette. Everyone's like, "Well, where's Colette? She's not answering her phone." And so then we're at the party. And then um, Eden does another number. Eden does a number at her party. She doing a lot of numbers. Eden is. Mm-hmm. So then the party's going well. She's singing, but then while she's singing, Lee shows up. And I wrote, Lee is gross. 
So then a fight ensues. Lee punches Christian, and then Jackson headbutts Lee. Yeah. And I was like, what kind of lame lifetime party is this? Because they had a fight, and then they're like, the party's over. And I'm like, who are you people? The, this and is the, lifetime. The costuming in this party, like, lest, you, Kurt won't know this, but lest you know what We Hope Block Party is. Yes, I do. So there's a store in West Hollywood. And and honestly, like every gay neighborhood has this store, meaning like the store that sells uh, like super gay clothes that That you would never wear. But but they're like, it's always out of town people that buy them and they never wear them in their own town. They only wear it like when, when they're visiting somewhere and it's like you know it'll be like a sequined rainbow vest and a mesh half top and then they also have like dildos and poppers it's right. like every gay neighborhood has one of these stores and everyone at this party looked like they shopped a we hope block party because one guy was wearing like a disco ball shirt yeah well one of the guys is apparently her assistant I mean, he's not doing a whole lot well, he's saying he's telling her she's fabulous. That's a full-time job. Oh, okay. But yes, everybody did look like they dressed at WeHo Block Party. <laughs> WeHo Block Party's good, though, because they always have, like, underwear specials. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so then, so then everybody... Oh, so then um, Jackson takes Lee out back and just kills him. And, and then... Um, so everybody's leaving the party and telling, you know, Eden, darling, you're fabulous, you're fabulous, goodbye. And then, um, so then Christian, oh, because Christian is still recovering from getting punched. And so what do you do when you have to recover from getting punched? You go and take a shower. So this was the obligatory male shower scene. Thank you, Lifetime. Yeah. So, so then... Um, Addison, the assistant, she and Eden are talking and Addison is feeling guilty and Addison is just ready to confess. And I'm like, girl, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then they got interrupted. So she was sick from confessing. Let sleeping dogs lie. Yes. (laughs) so, So then they hear a noise from her storage room again. And they open it up, and there's, like, a man in there. <laughs> and it turned out to be the guy from the beginning of the movie that tried to, like, rob her. Ladies, if you want to meet a man, check your storage closet. <laughs> there could be a man in there. Yeah. <laughs> Just so, some advice. So then, you know, the chase ensues, you know. He then give, you know, then, of course, Jackson gives the monologue. And we find we find out that the reason why Jackson wanted to kill her was because he blamed her for his sister taking her own life because he was blaming it on her song. And he said, "The this is the exact line." He said, "How dare you revamp and remix that despicable song?" <laughs> I like that. It's How very... dare you, ma'am? <laughs> That's, that's very industry. How dare you? That's and for like that, you. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so, so then, you know, the chase scene starts and, you know, he's trying to kill her. She's trying to get away. But then 
she uses the martial arts that he teaches her, and she kicks his ass. That's pretty much it, right? And, yeah, Christian was alive. Well, I I thought it was weird. They kind of, like, knocked him out, and then she's just kind of like, oh, I'm fine now. It's like, hmm. He could come. I thought he was going. He was going to come back, but he, he didn't. He killed Addison with an ice pick, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, Jackson wasn't killed, though. What? What was he? I actually don't remember. I think she does martial think... arts. No, she just like used yeah. her martial arts skills. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. I did look at the closing credits, and it said this was in, this. It said it was inspired by real events. Wait, what? That's what it said in the closing credits. By real events. Okay. I don't know who this happened to. I think we would have heard about this. I think I think we would have. Well, but then they didn't say ripped from the headlines. Did they, well, like they said they, from the headlines? They may have changed some things. One day, yeah, like maybe in the movie they made this singer someone who's like actually famous internationally, whereas maybe in reality it was somebody that was like starting out and like we never heard of him. Right. Could have been some Who lived in Encino. Yeah. Could have been like Pia Zadora or something like that. Like, <laughs> the, uh, yeah. Yeah. the only thing actually based on <laughs> real events was somebody had to go to Encino <laughs> to get a blazer and they were not happy about it. Right. <laughs> That's the only part that's true. <laughs> oh, this movie. I hated everybody in this movie. Except for the Christian shirtless scene. Christian and, and, and Jackson like shirtless, I was okay with both. I don't get Jimmy's taste in women. Like, he's really... What's her name? Colette? Is that one's name? Yeah, that was Jimmy. Name, right? Colette. Colette, yeah. yeah. I, I, I didn't I didn't particularly like Colette too much. I don't and, and and this Jimmy is really he's really after her. And I and I did I did find it funny though. Yeah, her friends, these were like the worst friends. Like, yeah, you're recovering from almost getting murdered and having your friends get murdered, but suck it up, buttercup. Yeah. You're having a party. <laughs> yeah. These people they're determined to move on. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Look, yeah. he he Look, barely grazed you with his knife. We are doing shots. Yeah. Oh yeah. And this this movie. Any any reason to drink? Jeez. Right. Whew. Well, this is like that. This was like that movie. Another round. Have you seen that? It's like a Swedish movie about these three guys. They just they just decide to be drunk all the time. It's a really no. good movie. But this movie had more alcohol than that. Did they like? Was there murder involved in another round? It's, no, no, no. Was there cake? I don't remember there being cake, but it, it is very good. It's a good movie. It was nominated for an Oscar, not last year, but the year before. It was like nominated for a best screenplay or something like that. Oh, okay. Like best foreign film. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was up for best foreign film. It may have won. Uh, no, I guess it didn't. Parasite, I think, won that year. Am I right, or am I going back a couple of years? I don't think Parasite won um, uh, foreign language film because it won this picture. Yeah, I thought it won foreign language as well. Hmm. Okay. Well, I don't have time to look it up right now. People at home can look it up. Anyway, if you want to find me... You can find me on my website, com. 
Jason. You sound thrilled, Les. Uh, first of all, and please <laughs> rate and review our podcast. Hopefully you're not as harsh as, as we were to this movie. Uh, please leave us five stars on whatever podcasting platform uh, you listen to us on. And if you want to find us on Instagram and Facebook, we are Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Big Shot Jason. Kurt. Parasite One, Best International Feature Film. Just saying that. All okay. right. So, uh, what am I doing? I'm. I have a couple things going on, but what, what were they? I've got. I've got. Uh, I'm on this podcast. Um, KurtFitzpatrick.com. Oh, I'm going to be an indie fringe with um, the jester of all maladies. Or I just went down a Tina Yoder's rabbit hole and lived to tell about it. Yeah. That's in August. Wasn't there something else I was up to? Oh yes, I did the 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 shelf shedding movie show. You can uh, check that out. That's a podcast where we, uh, myself and host Jason Debray, we went through all the, um, we chose the Oscars, just like how Siskel Ebert used to, used to choose the Oscars. So I know the Oscars were already on. Were you right? We go through. Uh, I, um, I, uh, the prediction, I, I predicted, well, everything I predicted actually won, but the predictions were pretty easy. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think the, the, the people that I wanted to win, I don't think all those people necessarily won. Uh-huh. Like I wanted, yeah, I wanted licorice pizza. That was like my favorite one or Belfast. But what uh-huh. was it that won? It was something uh, else. It was a coda. picture now. I'm trying to remember. Coda. Oh, a coda. Coda. Yeah, I did like a coda. I like that as well. Anyway, check out the podcast. It's all there. And, um, I have another podcast. If you like reality shows, I have a podcast called The Reality Reading Rainbow, where I talk about books written by reality stars. And this week, I am finishing up the book Tuna Fish, no, uh, Caviar Tastes on a Tuna Fish Budget, written by Margaret from The Real Housewives of New Jersey. And if we, you know, we have a lot of listeners overseas. So if we do have any Irish listeners, I will be doing my show, The Real Black Swan, at the Dublin International Gay Theater Festival, May 1st through the 8th. And you can look that up, uh, ie for Ireland. That's awesome. Anything, <laughs> anything else? I Another nothing. round did win the best international feature film at the 93rd Academy Awards. Okay. Oh, nice. And it's a movie that was released in 2020. Oh, I'm going to watch that, actually. Where could I find it? Like in streaming somewhere? It's very good. <laughs> I took a DVD out at the library. That's how I saw this movie. But it probably is available somewhere streaming. I'm sure it is. These days, I'm yeah. sure it is. Anyway... I got nothing else to say about this movie. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. We've reached this point. So until next week, bye. Bye. Bye.